Students of the Reject University, welcome back. It is time to discuss another episode of Gen V. Perhaps the best episode yet, debatably. Uh, Greg Coy and myself sharing our immediate thoughts after having wrapped up watching the episode. Jumanji is the title. As always, if you'd like to see our reaction to some of the best moments, the reaction highlights reel is over at youtube.com slash therealrejects. Or if you'd like to sync up with your own copy and enjoy the full experience alongside us, you can get that over at patreon.com slash the real rejects as well it's a momentous occasion we have a brand new gen v and the boys inspired america's ass design in the rejectnationshop.com store along with a whole bunch of other goodies uh if you'd like to support the channel and rock a little swag in the process that's the way to do that very much appreciate everyone's checking all that stuff out and uh hey without further ado let's go back to god you Millimeters more. There was all. Now, can you make it contagious? <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. Man. Jesus. That's going to affect the whole. Yeah, universe. that's going into season four of the boys. Now there's going to be like a. <sighs> Which is a super X-Men thing, like having a virus that takes away your powers or kills you or both. Yeah. Uh, is very much. I wonder if Garth then is doesn't like this show. I know Derek loves it. I've heard the show is very different sensibly, sensibly from the books. Well, I feel like well, Garth Ennis hates supers. <laughs> and I think, Here you there, I'm making a superhero and, show. And, and like, I could see how he could like the boys, but I could see where this, this would really bother this him. I'm like, well, the, the protagonists are the supers. In this yeah. Play. yeah. <laughs> They're getting all the like positive <laughs> and negative. They're yeah. actually getting some it, like... The, the humans are the bad ones. And yeah. It, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's such a flip. The humans are totally bad. Whereas like the boys, the humans, I mean, there's some terrible humans. But sure. They, but the humans in there are our are, team. Here, yeah. Um, but here's like, no, all the humans, the parents suck. The teachers suck. <laughs> Everybody's going to manipulate a yeah. manipulator. Yeah. Who's yeah. looking out for themselves. But we feel sorry for the supers and the supers are going to be the one who can help save the day. Uh, that was brilliant. That was my favorite episode of the season so far. Absolutely. I think that and episode one are my, my two favorites. Yeah. This because the one just surprised me out of nowhere. Visually provocative, um, mind-bending in all accounts, but not just for visual flair. It was doing it to really help serve a greater narrative overall and uh, a, a way to do some just solid visual storytelling or diving deep into Kate. Kate's <laughs> mind. <laughs> Going into Kate's mind and understanding her backstory more. It does surprise me how good she is. She's very socially capable. I, 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 I would feel like she'd be a lot shyer. A lot of YouTube. Yeah, there's got to be a way she's like... Socialized? She, she has to like, like... Yeah, I mean, probably just learn via media. Yeah. Or maybe was trained, but it's just... She seems so capable of social... It's the one psychological element of it that kind of throws me off a tad bit. Is This woman's been so caged, and then she goes to school, and she seems like she knows how to flirt. She wants to fix so bad. I think it's just like, how do I blend in? How do I fix myself? How do I get people to like me? Like, yeah. her whole character is how do I get people to like me, and her oh, trying yeah. to not feel like she's doing the wrong thing while knowing yeah. she is. Yeah, I think it's. I think the answer is there in the show. I don't, I don't feel like it's a flaw or criticism, really. It was well, the one thing that was like, huh, interesting. Well, and there's a pretty solid gap of time between when Shetty comes and takes her to when we join her now. I mean, yeah. she's still, like, decently young at that point, right? I mean, I nine plus she looks like... Nine years. Yeah. How long? How old do you think she was when she... Her brother, did she say, was, like, seven or something? Six yeah, or seven, yeah. So, so be they're, 16, they're, I and mean, then college yeah, is, like, 19. I think, yeah. I think you could 
partly imagine it as like you're thinking back on yourself. You probably imagine yourself a little more articulately or whatever than you were at a younger age. Oh, that's age. a good point, too. Like her uh, memory of herself is probably like, you know, social. But and yeah, then she maybe, might be like feral. But yeah, maybe through this experience going away with Shetty, that would easily open her up to, you know, at least some sociality with other kids who probably Because she's not a freshman. Similar experience. She's like a sophomore or junior. So that's yeah. what I was saying, like 19. She'd have some time because. The Monica is the only freshman, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a Marie. Monica Marie. Marie. Yeah, it's a good thing oh, her powers went berserk. It's okay, otherwise they wouldn't have been able to come to a point of understanding. Yeah, yeah. they would never forgive each other. They would have killed. Her. Would not have sufficed. <laughs> we have to legion wipe yeah, everyone and then come together. They had to really go all into the memory noggin there, and that is the only way you could really come to a true sense of understanding is. Allowing them to experience it vicariously. So me and my friends forgive each other. We talk about. Yeah, you just got to go into the mind. Yeah. Uh, All those sound bath parties I invite you to. We just get in a room. We just vibe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know everyone's performance here is so strong, though, and this is a a story of like like a lot of superhero stories. A lot of it is about self acceptance, and everyone here has a journey of self forgiveness, self acceptance. And really zeroing in on everyone's flaws and what makes them human is is the the dual emotions of, of everyone. Even right down to Marie, I love I love dealing with that core memory of hers, of seeing how, yeah, when she was really young, she even there was a part of her that wanted to use her power, uh, and that and, part of her lives on through her sister or like through the iconography of her sister. Yeah, yeah, you know, like I'm not saying she like wanted to kill or d- deep down she's an evil person that's not, not it's like a baby snake thing well, it's, it's like yeah. in that moment you were enraged enough that you directed this energy you didn't understand at them rather than it just happening inexplicably yeah yeah and i like acknowledging that, lo- that that's very human to mm-hmm. me. even if that was only one percent of the moment that character in her little sister represents yeah. the one percent of her that was just angry even Magnified. if it was 99 percent. yeah I, I love that moment very strong stuff and uh, again, oh, great use of Schwarzenegger coming back. I thought that was so clever. They've brought him back like three different episodes, and they have all felt natural. Who? Yeah, he's like an actual character. Golden Boy, Patrick Schwarzenegger. Oh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When did he come back before? Oh yeah, and another flashback. Yeah, 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 yeah. but like, the, but the, all the flashbacks haven't been like just to have them. Like they're they've not been jigsaw like flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. They're, like they it's actually just like, work. we need him on screen. <laughs> like they're narratively yeah. really functional. He served a greater narrative in the show than I ever would have expected, considering he died in the pilot. Yeah, no, he feels like he's part of the ensemble, even though he is dead. And his presence looms throughout every episode. It's great. Yeah. yeah. The Jordan stuff with uh, the, the both characters, both actors that play Jordan getting to actually act opposite each other is so fulfilling because it true. fits narratively, but it also shows how well cast. It also shows like how well Logan is is acting as, I don't know the other person's name, but how well London, sorry, not Logan, lo, how well London is acting like uh, their male, mer, male counterpart, but then when you see them on screen together, like how they've worked on having each other's little ticks and things, but then when they're facing each other, like you were saying, like the guilt and anger versus like in that moment, like the duality of their emotion in yeah. that section was yeah. genius. Represented their physicality of when they switch in and out, so it kind of makes me want to, it weirdly makes me want to go back, rewatch the episodes and see the emotional intentional choices of mm. when um, it's the male counterpart versus the female counterpart. I don't know if that's the correct terminology. I'm dealing with a, a, a character who could actually, a transgender character who could actually switch in and out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, the male identifying I counterpart? Mean, uh, yeah. Uh, is that male the, presenting? Male presenting. I don't know. Yeah. The, the way to not, not offend. I'm sorry. Sure. Um, so, yeah, but to see the to see that would be really interesting because there were two very different emotions in that moment. Right, right, right. And yeah. I thought that was fascinating because, like you said, everyone got their character work, but theirs was the visual representation of what everyone was actually feeling, which is the dichotomy of the emotion <laughs> yeah. they were going through. I'm well, surprised it wasn't rushed. 
This episode, I, I feel like this, normally it's a short episode. Yeah, this was the shortest, I think, runtime, but the most stuff. And it was really thick. And I think it's because you're just diving straight on into something where you're not relying. You're, you're dealing with a lot of things that are going really in your face about it. Yeah. While simultaneously having just enough exposition to deal with it that you're, you have to face it so head on as an audience member with the characters that you surprisingly don't feel like they're rushing through arcs. Yeah, that, that's fair, yeah. It manages uh, to be thoughtful without losing momentum and without losing tension. Because, like, it, at, at one point I was afraid, actually, that we weren't... I think it was with Jordan. They have the start the conversation in the office about, like, you know, the whole complicity of, of them, you know, backing up Brink and why. And then, you know, that conversation continues t- sort of into the next scene and then transitions into the next character and uh, and I don't know. I just I thought that was like kind of graceful within this, and it's an episode where I didn't really notice the time. And then you can like I thought just to add to that, like the the Jordans talk is also great because so much of what this show deals with is cycles of pain and and cycles of I don't know power dynamics and oppression and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But also how people can be complicit and lie to themselves about why they do that stuff, and also you know the idea that you might know somebody who is, you know, not who they seem to be and they're good to you and they're, you know, a a positive presence in your life. But meanwhile, they're hurting other people. Mm. That's like such a close to home discussion that so many things have bungled that I thought this handled really nicely within that one character. Like, look at where we are. We're a TA. We could have Mm. actually like helped some people not be, I mean, you know, there's a greater system at play. We probably would have gotten taken down in the process, but we could have done the right thing in the face of this instead of accepting all those lies of, oh, he's like a father to me. Oh, he's this, he's that. And uh, and yeah, it's like in an episode like this, I'm surprised that they, it's to the writing and the directing and everyone's credit that it feels as graceful as it does because that felt like a really thoughtful and a great example of one of these things that's in the style of such popular media that's often trying to like, throw you out a woke idea or something like that but that's like a super thoughtful moment within mm. something that's still moving and still sci-fi and it's still all the other things that you want i agree and, and and to add to that i i think not only does it do all of those things but the speed is able to accomplish so much because each of their sections not only builds on the last one but they share so much trauma that like say jordan's like guilt about the ta thing mirrors the guilt that Marie feels mirrors the guilt so they yeah. can jump into the next scene and ride the emotional wave of yeah. whatever that emotion is like yeah. you're falling out of one person suddenly spiking in guilt going to the other person's guilt so it doesn't need two scenes it needs one and a half into the next person's half and the next person's half so the pacing gets to be genius because we've all lived for five episodes going to this sixth building to this climax of you have to actually address this thing that happened to you and then we know the seven eighths of the setup then this one we get like all of that in rapid fire through the emotional connection which is genius what is the okay what's the dean's name and what's clancy brown's name shetty and brink shetty is the dean brink is the uh what i think what i think the show has really laced throughout this whole season in particular so well is is the focus on the parents and how the parents have been pretty abusive mm. and they accepted a deal that would monetize and take advantage of their kids. And yet they would also judge and condemn them uh, for not going down certain paths they want. Like the parents are terrible, like are awful. Sure. I mean, yeah. I feel like I'm blanking on maybe a, a good, one good parent, but I, I'm kind of, but I, for the most part, so they're, far they're, enough, all, yeah. they're all awful. Or dead. And then what they've done with Shetty and Brink 
is they have made them both the surrogate father and mother. I totally agree. And, when you mentioned yeah. Clancy Brown's like paternal presence, I think yeah. John said it's one point. I'm like, oh wow, that's a really good way yeah. to make it. Like, hey, you need me. Yeah, you haven't exactly. had exactly. They they totally they like prey on children. Who it's it's like it's such a weird cycle of what Vought does. Yeah, um, <laughs> they they uh, persuade these parents, mm-hmm. take advantage of the parents, and then they like. They make sure the parents are like terrible fucking people. Yeah. And then they step in and become the parents to the kids. Yeah. You know how good this episode was? We haven't mentioned the best cameo I've seen in a long I know, time. I yeah, It's about my, my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to think because all the stuff you're saying, I'm like, all right. And then the first half of the episode does all the stuff with Vought, but personifies it in the most ridiculous, like, hoorah character <sighs> and allows him to be on 11, allows him to say all the stuff that clearly Jensen Ackles has been dying to say for years. Like the joy <laughs> yeah. in that performance, but it personifies what Vought has been doing, not only as the, the you know, boyfriend, the guy, the, the guy I'm dating in Canada yeah. element, but also what that represents in this show and what soups represent in this world. It was cool that he got to play the the image of Soldier Boy. Yeah. yeah. And not because we, we, we know what Soldier Boy is really like. Right. And he got he, to play like the he, ca- caricature he, of. Yeah. But he saw the beard and everything. Oh, yeah. so good. But like red blooded. But red blooded. Yeah. 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 That was really fun. I fart spangles. Like it was just so many great. I want to rewatch just that scene to experience the dialogue again in real time because it was masterfully delivered and ridiculous. It, it that was like so fun. Suddenly it seemed like they let him riff. Oh, oh yeah. that definitely they, they was like cutting like in that, the, wild kind, the kind of cutting that was happening. There. It, it works great because it's like it could be an improv bit, but because of the kind of uh, jarring cutting, of it, the episode it, works, itself. it works with the weird types of way your mind moves at a rapid pace. I yeah. want the seven minute cut of just Jensen Ackles going to town because I guarantee yeah. it's out. There's got to be like, I hope, <laughs> yeah. you know, they always do the at episode the like party. on a day and then four days yeah. later, the Amazon's like, okay, let's get the other half of the people that didn't watch. And then they just release that. Please, Amazon, release the Jensen Ackles cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, man, there's a lot of happening because that was. Like, Oh no, no! I was no, gonna no, say no. that was terrific, but also uh, uh, Emma and Sam, like that whole yeah. subplot oh, yeah. together, was like the sweetest counterpart. I thought that was a really nicely placed counterpoint because that could have happened a lot of places. Yeah, it was, it was, the timing was great. But yeah, it's like it's you have a men- a crazy mental in- intimacy happening on the one hand as we get to our character. It's like this is the character climaxes episode before we take Giggity. it to the streets. So like, which is weird because usually the penultimate. Yeah, it's usually that. episode yeah. seven, and yeah. this was six. Yeah. yeah, but the climax had to come early because it's its first time. Sure. Sure, and I thought they made that really sweet, whilst also incorporating still, you know, the the uh, like you have that dread of like, is this going to become like a, a a bad trip? And it does become a sort of hallucination, but it doesn't become a bad trip, and it does kind of read, yeah, like this '80s kind of awkward but super is sweet and endearing kind of moment. Yeah, I like and, that it didn't ruin the moment, but it definitely made you like worried for her. It built it built tension and and it gave it stakes, but like the skexy sex didn't become like a negative thing for yeah. him too long. Yeah, and it's the kind of thing that in this universe is usually so lurid and so kind of used for shock and humor that it was nice to see a moment like that treated with tenderness and actual yeah, just kind of like character intimacy. Felt real did mm. very very much so yeah that was great that was beautiful and yeah, so i think this might be my favorite episode this is a thousand percent my yeah. favorite episode by, by like there's not even a competition honestly well, episode one was just so unique in that it it balanced so many tones but they, i think this one wins though because you're right yeah. this is just it, it accomplished so much in like 30 something minutes um but i gotta say man 
Andre seems like an awful person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, he's, he's the only one. I'm like, he's actually busy. I'm like, he's the only who one who knows his art exactly. He does not seem humbled by this situation. <laughs> the second he's after like, he gets caught, girl, right? the second after he gets caught, he's like, way to not be accountable. And I was like, you're boning dude's girl. Yeah. yeah. The second scene. And I liked his plea to her to wake up, and I, I liked his admission of love. But yeah, of all the characters that had such kind of touching journeys and, and very clear line journeys. Well, what I like about him is he, he seems like he, he's the one who propels them to want to do heroic acts. Like what I still believed, even though he was criticizing uh, Jordan in that moment, I did believe him when he said I would have done something and I know, and I feel like he would have done something. And it's a different kind of thing. It's a different kind of thing. It's <laughs> yeah. a completely different thing. And I still think that even though uh, I still feel like he would have tried to like do the right thing in terms of oh this really cruel things happening to Luke, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to Luke, <laughs> um, real cool, real cool, cruel things happening to Luke. He would have tried to do something like that. as we've seen in prior episodes. He will still try to do the heroic path, and uh, yeah, I think but, a plan at the consequences but, of his other actions later. But there still seems to be like there's a, yeah, there still seems to be this <laughs> lack. of Something that I've been, we've been talking about is like it seems like there's this lack of guilt. Well, there's a lack of accountability. Everyone else has some accountability for their actions. Every single other character, like good, bad, everything in the middle, human, has an accountability, and he's just like, you're all fucking up. Like, yeah. why? Well, yeah. I think I'm like, dude, you're, you're, you're <laughs> sleeping with her, but when you he was alive, you continue to sleep with her, and it's just justified because you love her? Well, and, and it's also, <laughs> it's I think... very college. I think yeah. it's maybe... It makes sense as to why it happens this way, but I think it is maybe the one episode or aspect of the episode that gets garbled by the fact that that becomes a sort of action moment because he flames out and mm, you sure. know, it becomes about, you know, not being obliterated. In fact, does that one guy die for real? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like that guy yeah. got, got smoked, got splattered. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like instead of having him and Luke have like a scene type resolution, you know, that was a representation kind of, of it kind of stone skip away from that, I feel like. Yeah, I think we need. Uh, I still feel like there needs to be something more uh, developed in that arena. And, and then now they're controlling. They have a way to control the soups. Yeah, they've got a weapon. Yeah, wolf. Hell yeah, impox. It's coming. It's got to affect boy season four. Oh, they unless can't they just not. Like, unless they just burn this all down. Like yeah, episode eight or something. Yeah. No, I feel Good like I feel like it didn't get out. It's a new stakes element, especially with Homelander being as powerful as he is, and the way episode th uh, season three ended. Yeah. I mean, because if for the trajectory of Homelander, who has been playing so much by his own rules, uh, it's like a big part of how Vought has been able to control soups has been them wanting to be liked, to put it in the most simplest sure. terms. Yeah. You know, especially Homelander on the most uh, like amplified level of, of really caring what people think about him. Mm -hmm. And he just wants to be loved. And he, now he's been doing that by just doing his own thing. He even, mm -hmm. kills, he even kills someone. In the middle, broad daylight on and everyone's camera. everyone's like, woo, yeah. Homelander. Yeah. Uh, just some random guy in a crowd. But he wants and, to be admired. And like once he realizes that's admiration, it's like, well, and then that's you, what I've been wanting to do. And then you got these millennials. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who All are, these Gen Z kids getting Gen powers. Z, yeah, Gen Z <laughs> who wants to do their own thing. You want to come up and be a real hero, <laughs> yeah. not a selfish one? And now they need to, they need to find a way to control the thing they created. Right. And this would be it. And if they have a weapon that could literally murder them. Yeah, yeah. that changes the stakes for the rest of the universe. That is yeah. crazy. And I wonder if our boys, like, Get involved. Butcher in, would want to right. something like this. Oh, right? he definitely oh, would. Oh, yeah. 
but he's also got compound V in his veins now, and so does Jack, or so does Huey. So we don't know who's representing Marie, though. Still, yeah, and I can't put a theory on it. It's her sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no. I, I imagine it's a boy's cameo, but I can't think of any boy that would be like a benefactor for anyone. Everyone's too selfish in the boys. Like the, the seven are all like, <laughs> who? Oh, I feel like there's got Starlight because she thinks that she can like help. From inside, I don't know. Like it's such a stretch. Yeah, it's Starlight Maeve. How crazy would it be if Maeve? Oh, uh, isn't she? Isn't she dead? Maeve's not dead. Wait, Maeve's dead. Is Maeve dead? Did they fake her death or is she actually dead? Oh, I She's gotta rewatch dead. it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was I was gonna say that and I had the thought of like, wait a minute, though, did did she die? <laughs> or did she or, or was it a kind of thing am where I they teased it, am I remembering but then the she comics? gets away? Could also, be. I've got a medium issue where I'm like, am I remembering reading or watching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you'd be laced throughout the, yeah, the, the season. season if she was dead. Maybe I'm thinking of print. Crimson, print media. Crimson Countess definitely died. She did. But uh what she, if, she okay. handed her last hand. Homelander wouldn't do it. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, A Train wouldn't really have a good reason to do it. Who who plays Beaver? Would, Jim, would, Beaver. Jim Beaver? What was his character? He's like a he's like a politician. I don't know why he would do it. Yeah. Would uh? It'll be Jared Padalecki. Would Carl Urban? Oh, would Butcher? Would he like want a soup in the inside? Mother's milk yeah. is her uncle. <laughs> What uh? What happened with John Carlo? Doesn't trust her him. Her name so is like, M's too. She's an MM. Holy oh. shit! Though she is an MM. Yeah. <laughs> she's Marie Moreau. Oh, she, they could milk. be like distantly related. What's his real name? <laughs> I don't remember. But that's really funny. Name like Calvin or something. But but I don't if know. she wears any sort of hip hop T shirt at one point, we'll know they're yeah, related because of all of his great Wu Tang and like. What happened with John Carlo again? He 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 had the. He was in power, and then Homelander took over. We should rewatch season three. <laughs> something to do with head exploding girl. Didn't he like mentor her or something? Yeah. Trained her and then she betrayed him. She and she and Homelander were like both. Yeah. And he like was using her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know he, the, but, the but, chat right now. Like every message board is like, it's obviously this. I'm like, what was it? But if he's out of Vought. Maybe would he, he's a benefactor. He got money. Would, would he, yeah. He would, I mean, would he be trying to like mentor I mean, like, I'm not sure her again. Her I think it's like an inside job situation. I don't think it's mentoring. I think it's like someone wants someone in the seven that's under their thumb. I think yeah, someone. And that's why leverage. I feel like wouldn't wouldn't. What was John Carlos' character's name again? Uh, uh, Edgar Stan Edgar. Yeah. Would 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 he maybe he would try to use her to go back in? Maybe. But that's why I was thinking like because I'm trying to think not just character but also motivation. Sure. Well, and what would it be about her in particular? What what is it about her power? That moment she in- could take out Homelander, probably. Yeah, I mean, she's got power. Well, especially if she can like percolate his blood and stuff like that. Yeah, that's fair. That is like a, it is a uniquely we see it used to make like blades and things a lot, but I feel like they've made a really cool point over the season, she continuing that she can do yeah these other Something things internally. To them, also, yeah. they should yeah. make Carnage like that. It's so cool and gross. Yeah, but you know, yeah, she can heal, but she can also like rend you from the inside out. So, I mean, yeah, she would be a pretty powerful seven member. Yeah, I think Butcher is a possibility just because the leverage within the seven. I think that uh, Stanley uh, Edgar is a great idea. I want. I mean, it feels like a big so deal. So wait, is that aside? Is Butcher literally going to show up in episode eight? Like, hey, crazy. I need more people on my team. And like, you know, I, I thought or you, no, like I she's, thought you had potential. She's so on the seven, and then he's me. like, "How do you think you got here?" Like, because yeah. I think she fully becomes a member of the nah, seven, and then your boy Jack Quaid seems to hang out with these guys. That's true. 
Uh-oh. Is he coming? And is he going to be Nick Fury? But Huey's, Huey's got no money. Huey's suddenly Huey's got, got a got lot money of money. And he's like, I'm going to help you out of God, you. <laughs> Huey's out there selling Compound V on the streets. Yeah. Every time they say God, you, too. It just it's makes so good. It's, it's such, such a, a great such douchey a name great, for people that are trying uh, to be gods. douche name. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's a good one. It was a good one. That was a great episode. It was my favorite one so far. So Easily. Good. So good. Easily. The show was exceptional. Thank Agreed. God for that uh, Soldier Boy cameo. This one might get views. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, they right, gents. We appreciate you, Internet. For only care about not for the great episode no, itself, no, no. not for great writing but or any other. Soldier Boy, yeah, we, we got halfway through our commentary and I was like, we have mentioned Soldier Boy. The internet will want that. Yeah, um, that's for. Yeah. It was also great, guys. Uh, leave your thoughts down below. Leave a like on this video. That'd be very much appreciated. Get What's your, your favorite MCU cameo? Leave it below. Get yourself an America's <laughs> ass tape. And hey, let's end this with a patron of the day shout out. All right, guys, we got to do some patron catch ups here. And going within the theme, we're going to use our friends over at ChatGBT to help us get to know what people might be like when our patrons interact with each other. Now we're down to our last few. And here's the problem with the last few. Yes. We don't know them personally that well. No. Normally we have some facts about them and then we throw it in there. But now we're just going to have to take a guess yeah, on what they're like. to judge people based we're on their name. We're going to have to assume some of their personality traits okay. just off of the little bits of interactions that we've had with them. Definitely. All right. So let's get this show on the road. So I have a YouTube channel. I'm prompting chat to UBT. We're going to shout out our patrons, our super sexy rejects. Uh, which pair should we go with, John? Oh, let's do Brian Perry and Pandemic Jones. Oh, my God. What's Pandemic Jones's real name? Paul. Brian Perry and Penn and Paul Jones. Yes. All right. All right. I want you to write a scene. Only do the dialogue of them. Hmm. Of them um, escaping from Leatherface. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. It's, we'll put this in the Saw video. Escaping from Jigsaw. Escaping yeah. from Jigsaw. Create a trap. They are trapped together. <laughs> Create a trap that they have to survive together to get out of. Yeah. And what must they learn? Throw Jigsaw in there at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, a Jigsaw tape. <laughs> the beginning. A Jigsaw. A Jigsaw tape. Some facts about... <laughs> Brian Perry and Paul Jones. All right. Paul likes to be called Pandemic Jones. Likes to be called Pandemic Jones. That's true. It's an awarded nickname. Uh, he's a very upbeat and uh, good-spirited person. Upbeat and good-spirited person. Okay, but... But why would he need to be taught a lesson from Jigsaw? Because yeah, he yeah. wants to cause a pandemic. Because he's too online. He he's wants, always online. He wants to cause a pandemic. He, he wants to cause a pandemic. That's even better. Yeah. Um, if we, <laughs> yeah he, always online, never living too much in his in the real in the, world. In the real world, yeah, in the moment. Um, he, he has 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 stolen fruit from the grocery store. Oh, no. And uh, let's see, how old do you think he is? Uh, he's like 23. 23 years old. Yeah. Male. Um, uh, very buff. Very buff. Yeah. But with glute impacts. Uh, glute uh, implants <laughs> and lies to people <laughs> that right. 
He did it all natural. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Okay, now, Brian Perry. Brian I, I really Perry. don't know much about this guy. No, we shout him out either. all the time. Yeah. So we're just going to take a guess. Um, okay. He's a cop. I think in real life, he's a cop. <laughs> it's a sob um, I believe Brian is probably our oldest patron. He is 98 years old. <laughs> he is. He's old and on. He's 98 years old. And he's been has, scamming his Medicare. <laughs> been scamming his Medicare. Uh, has had... Has had three to four wives. Yes. Um, who have all mysteriously <laughs> disappeared. Disappeared. Um, ooh. He's uh, obsessed with Mel Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, He loves QAnon. Loves Q. How do you spell QAnon? Q. That's how woke I am. Space A N O N. Loves QAnon. Just the letter Q. Uh, uh, ooh, he's uh, he 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 makes inappropriate comments to people online. Inappropriate comments to people online. Uh, and but he- overall, a nice guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, make sure to create the trap. Let's do this. Let's see how creative you can be. Let's see if they can write the next yeah. Saw installment. Let's do this. Saw X I. Saw Levum. All right. Take it away, John. Interior, dimly lit room, night. Paul, Pandemic, Jones, and Bi- uh, Brian Perry find themselves in a dimly lit, grim room. Their eyes adjust to the darkness as they both realize they are chained to opposite walls. A large electrical panel with tangled wires between them. Above the panel, a monitor flickers on, revealing the eerie puppet face of Jigsaw. Hello, Paul and Brian. Let's play a game. Paul, your online persona has consumed you, making you miss out on the genuine experiences of life. And Brian, despite your service, you've made choices that conflict with your role as a protector of society. Uh, To escape this room, you must literally reconnect with each other. (laughs) The screen shows a demonstration. (laughs) There are ten wires, five from Paul's side and five from Brian's. They must match the right (laughs) wire to each side to form five correct pairs. A wrong match sends an electrical shock. This is like this video game. (laughs) This is so light. Uh, Paul, your thefts from the real world, represented by the fruits of your labor, will guide Brian. And Brian, your knowledge (laughs) of true crime will help Paul. But hurry. You have five minutes before the room becomes your final resting place. The screen goes dark. All right, I'll be Brian. All right. Trying to maintain some composure. All right, Pandemic, let's put aside our differences and work together. I've faced tougher situations in many years. <laughs> all right, old timer, I must be all... Oh, wait, wait let's do it again. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, I, I don't know how old people sound. <laughs> I don't, old all, man. Right, all right, Pandemic, uh, let's put aside our differences and we work together. I've faced tougher situations in my years. All right, old timer, I might be all about the digital world, but right now we're very much the real one. Uh, Let's do this. I see symbols on my end. A melon, an apple, a banana. <laughs> Reminds me of Mel Gibson movie when you was a thief. Well, I can't recall the name of that movie, <laughs> but I think it happened once. <laughs> This is the real trap is to figure out what that movie is. Uh, those are the fruits I stole. Match the melon with the green wire on your side. What symbols do you have? A, a bloody cop badge, a wedding ring, a Medicare card, a Q symbol, 
in an online comments section. Okay, connect the badge with the blue wire. We've got this. Minutes feel like hours as they continue connecting wires, getting minor, uh, minor shocks along the way, but ultimately finding the right connections. You know, for someone obsessed with online stuff, you're not <laughs> half bad in person. And for a cop with such a twisted past, you're not the worst partner in a tight spot. With the final wire connected, the chains release, freeing them. We did it, kid. <laughs> we sure did, That's old it. man. That's it. As they That's all you could create. <laughs> escape the deadly what trap. A, they also learned, great, the value, they learned the value of genuine connection. What a great setup. You totally canned everything about Paul. I know. <laughs> you didn't include Dolan. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah, criticize yeah, yeah. you now, chat GBT. We need notes, rewrites. Yeah, oh my God. You didn't include Jack about <laughs> Paul's back, background that we gave you. It was so light. It was so light. <laughs> Apologies to the oversight. All right, we're going to redo this. All right, we got the trap. Da, da, okay. da, da. This is going to get past secrets. Oh, right. no, there's a whole different trap. Oh, my God. Oh, it's totally redoing the oh, scene. Oh, it's redoing everything. Pella Pandemic Jones and Brian Perry are trapped in a room bound by chains. Between them are a series of weights and pulleys attached to Paul's side as a heavyweight marked Virtual World. On Brian's side, there's an even heavier weight labeled Past Secrets. See what Above they do. them, a tape recorder dangles. Paul manages to nudge it, and it begins to play. Uh, I you, mean, you I want to check some? Yeah, sure. Uh. Paul! <laughs> 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 yeah, Jigsaw here! Simpson here! <laughs> You've been lost in the virtual world, so consumed by your digital life that reality eludes you. Brian, your past is heavy with secrets, weighing you down and preventing you from moving forward. Today, you must face those burdens together. To escape, Paul, you must physically lift your weight, symbolizing your online obsessions. Brian, <laughs> to help him, reveal the secret of every milestone Paul achieves making your weight lighter and easier to lift. If neither of you is honest or committed, neither of you gets out. Remember, sometimes the heaviest burdens we carry are the ones we hide. The tape clicks off. That's good. All right, there's like two lines of dialogue. Yes. Let's see what the hell they do. Okay, struggling to lift his weight. Paul, okay, I'll admit it. These glutes, not all natural. <laughs> I got implants, but I tell everyone I got them from squats. Ugh. Confession time, okay. Uh, wife number two, it wasn't a mysterious disappearance. She left me for a Mel Gibson impersonator. They continue in this vein, each revelation lightening the weights bit by bit. I, I might want to cause a pandemic online. And I'm terrified of real-life confrontations. And I've never actually confronted my feelings for, well, real people. Uh, I've scanned Medicare. Oh, no. Not because I needed the money, but because I felt invisible in my old age. I just wanted to feel seen. Fain, finally, finally, after much effort and the revelation, the chains release. You know, for an old cop, you've got quite the story. And you, kid... Might want to spend a bit more time in the real world. It's not all that bad. This was a better version, ChatGPT. I like that ChatGPT came up with traps, at least. That's these, true. These are Jigsaw-esque traps, all right? In like 10 seconds, it's not too bad. 
<laughs> That's your shout out, guys. We tried. We we did it.